are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Samoa Joe absolutely will wrestle again. Plus, we had a return on last night's Raw of a person and a title. We'll talk about it. For Tuesday, June the 29th, 2021, this is your Cultaholic Wrestling News. conversations about the future in-ring career of Samoa Joe. Issues for the last few years have seen Samoa Joe unable to get cleared to make an in-ring return. And this put him behind the commentary desk on Monday Night Raw, which he excelled at. It led to him being let go just a month ago. But as we now know, he is now back in the fold as the enforcer on NXT, a role that I think suits him absolutely down to the ground. So with that, what of an in-ring return? It seems like it was ruled out up until when he sat down with Ryan Satin for the Out of Character podcast just the other day, in which Samoa Joe, when asked about an in-ring return, replied, absolutely, we'll just say yes and leave it at that. That's a good sign. There's there's at least there's at least one or two big matches still left in the locker of Samoa Joe. There's clearly something they're teasing between Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross. If it happens, it's going to be on NXT. I think that there's an opportunity for Samoa Joe to really put some talent across uh, being part of NXT. And maybe a Joe Karrion Cross match or maybe a Joe Adam Cole match could be on the cards for very soon. But we're just speculating at this point. All we know is, when asked about wrestling again, Samoa Joe said, absolutely, we'll just say yes and leave it at that. A lot of conversations over the last week about Kenny's Mobley. This was the former WWE writer who was let go from the company after a podcast appearance where she couldn't remember the WWE champion's name, among other things. there was this, It suggested that there was a, a lack of awareness of the product that she was writing for. This led to a backlash. And unrelated to that, she was let go as part of some cuts on last oh, this past Friday. Uh, Fightful Select have uh, caught us up on this one, and they say reputable sources within WWE have reiterated constantly that fan backlash did not contribute to Kenise Mobley being let go. Instead, we're told they actively discourage wrestlers from speaking about their job, and several wrestlers and staffers felt disrespected by the nature in which she spoke about the wrestling business after being hired, being on the team, and not knowing who the primary characters were. 
Numerous stars across Raw and SmackDown said that writers coming in without wrestling knowledge isn't rare, but that the early effort is made to pick it up. Mobley hasn't commented on the situation as of yet, and none of the wrestlers we spoke to had worked with Mobley directly. A little side note on this, because um, Kenise Mobley did put out a tweet on her now protected Twitter where she she shared that she's been getting some grim emails from wrestling fans and i don't know whether this will resonate with you i don't know whether i'm preaching to the converted here but how's about we not besiege kenise mobley with nasty emails how about it kenise mobley uh, no longer works for wwe and of course wrestling fans will be upset that somebody doesn't know wrestling do you know what's a bigger embarrassment to wrestling than that is wrestling fans directly emailing Kenise Mobley and just giving her grief. That's a bigger embarrassment. So how's about we don't do that? Thanks. Appreciate that. When we know more about the situation, of course, we'll let you know more at cultaholic.com. Oh! Double foot sweep, beautiful stuff from Damian Priest. Hit the lights! We've seen Alexander's mouth get him in trouble before, and it's happening again tonight! A lack of attention is all it takes! And Cedric Alexander, we are down to two, ladies and gentlemen. Riddle, who volunteered himself for this opportunity, fighting on behalf of his RK Bro partner, Randy Orton, and Damian Priest, a man who's wasted no time making big waves on Monday night. Last night from Monday Night Raw, NXT stars were backstage once again. Karrion Cross, Scarlett and Shotzi Blackheart were all there, presumably to do some either dark matches or some matches for WWE main event. We've seen all of those appearing on WWE's sort of superstars-esque show uh, over the last week. They were there again last night, presumably, to do more. The talking point from last night's episode of Raw was the distinct lack of Randy Orton. He was advertised for that triple threat main event and was unable to compete on Raw due to what Adam Pearce described as circumstances beyond our control. No details as of yet on the situation with Randy Orton, uh, but this led to a gap in the main events and a battle royal to determine who would take his place. It was during that battle royal there were two notable returns, one being the 24-7 title. Like, we haven't seen any title changes since May, I don't think. For a belt that was changing hands so frequently, to get to the end of June and not see any action from it is a surprise. And it was during the battle royal to determine the third contestant in the main event of triple of the triple threat. Uh, we saw the 24-7 title change hands on quite a few occasions. So Akira Tozawa went in as champ. Uh, he got eliminated. When he was eliminated, Drew Gulak pinned him at ringside to win the title back. Less than a minute later, R-Truth pinned him to take the title back again. However, Tozawa was able to roll up Truth shortly after to get it back. R-Truth is now a 52-time 24-7 champion. Tozawa, Tozawa not a million miles away with 10, 10 title, title reigns to his name. Uh, also, during that battle royal, more notably, the return of one Damian Priest... Hasn't been on Raw since May the 17th. There was talk that he had suffered an injury and uh, was out of action because of that. And here we are. He's back on Monday Night Raw. Looked good in the Battle Royal. Didn't quite win the Battle Royal, but it certainly put him in a good position 
at the end of it, since he was one of the final people, he was the, the penultimate person in that battle royal, eventually losing out to the eventual winner being Riddle. And it was good to see Damien Priest back. I'm optimistic for, for his future plans in WWE. So when is WWE heading out of the Thunderdome for the final time? Well, it's been revealed that the last live show from the Thunderdome is going to be Friday, July the 9th. That's going to be SmackDown. The July 12th episode of Raw will be the actual final Thunderdome show. However, that is being taped the week prior. So once that Thunderdome show on July the 12th goes out, that's it. No more Thunderdome. Back to live crowds. Do you reckon they're going to be selling off those monitors on eBay? Rifle Select reporting that Vince McMahon is going to be at the Performance Center later this week. He's scouting talent to replenish the main roster. Now, it looks as if, according to this report, Thursday is going to be the day he will be there. Other execs have been paying a visit, like John Laurinaitis and Bruce Pritchard as of late. And they've seen some WWE Performance Center live events, not open to the public, but like pay-per-view style events just for those people at the show. Just to get an idea of who's got what. No doubt Vince McMahon will have a very special performance put on for him as he looks to bring some stars up. Nikki Bella has apologised for some comments that resurfaced this week that she made uh, against China on a TV show on E! So it was on The Fashion Police with Joan Rivers in which uh, Nikki Bella uh, made fun of China and her appearance. She addressed these comments on a tweet yesterday saying, I want to sincerely apologize for a comment I made over eight years ago on Fashion Police. I'm sorry and embarrassed by my 29-year-old self who offended China and in turn hurt her family and others. I wish I could take it back. Please learn from me. It's not worth hurting someone's feelings for a meaningless laugh. China will always be remembered as an icon and pioneer who helped create opportunities for women in wrestling that exist today. Thank you, China. AAA held a press conference to hype up Triple Mania, which is round the corner. August 14th, they'll be hosting a show uh, from Mexico City. In the press conference, it was revealed that the Lucha Brothers are going to be defending their belts in a triple threat tag match against Laredo Kid and Hijo del Vikingo. Penta and Ray Phoenix have been the AAA World Tag Champs since June of 2019. They beat the Young Bucks to get those belts as well. And they're putting them on the line on a show that also features a AEW's champion and the AAA mega champion Kenny Omega defending that latter belt against Andrade El Idolo that I think may steal the night. On the Cultaholic YouTube channel, check out the true story of WWE's Summer of Punk, CM Punk's amazing run. Uh, as the, the pipe bomb dropping cult of personality goes down in history. We do a deep dive into that uh, on our YouTube channel. Also, Ross is in the company of one of YouTube's finest, Nerd Cubes, who is not only uh, an established geek in the best possible way, he's also a massive wrestling fan. And he talks about some of the things in wrestling that he would love to see go straight to hell oh god yeah <laughs> the heel commentator <laughs> so i'm thinking about the times you got into wrestling sort of about 2014 sort of time i'm, I'm thinking jbl jbl the, yeah the, it was jbl it was jbl in the games that i played it was jbl now it, it's it's jbl 
I, I, the game you had to play against this stupid hat on, and I, <laughs> I, I don't understand the role of the heel commentator. If there's a bad guy, everyone should agree they're the bad guy, and they can explain. Oh, he's thinking this because of this, but that's naughty, you know. Probably, probably won't say the word naughty. Um, <laughs> would liven up the commentary somewhat, but you know. But I can't, I can't stand, I can't stand the heel. Co- Imagine if Gimli. Gimli was there before the battle of whatever how many armies it was going. I think Sauron's got some points. <laughs> YouTube.com forward slash Cultaholic for that. On the podcast feed, it's a brand new episode of the Cultaholic Classic Raw Review. It is myself and Justin Henry watching In Your House 2, along with viral sensation from TikTok, the man who has been owning us and schooling us with wrestling entrances. It makes sense because he is a teacher. Professor Nick Harrison is our special guest, our third man who will be watching WWF In Your House 2 with us. You can watch it as well on the podcast feed later on today. Check out cultaholicshop.com. Not only do we have ourselves the a commemorative hell in a smell candle that is going to remind your nose of an amazing 24 hours featuring Adam Pacitti. But also you can now get your Cultaholic Wrestling buddies. Jack and Adam are now available for you to own and love forever. Plus, would you like your name on a Cultaholic t-shirt? Details on that at cultaholicshop.com. I will speak to you tomorrow. Don't forget to join us. Love you, bye. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.